this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome back to When in Romance. Welcome back because it's been ages. So long. So long. This is our first episode of 2024. Woo. Woo. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And we are recording on Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Have you been writing 2023 even when you're typing? Because I totally have been. My uh, my reading log keeps freaking out. Yeah, I might actually, as you say that, I'm looking at the title of the sound file that I have going and it currently says 2023. So that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, Caitlin. I'll fix it. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's low stakes. That's low stakes. It'll be all right. Very uh, so are you, did you download the new Book Riot reading log, Jess? Is that what you use? I did. I like that's the thing that I do best. Like I put less than half of the books that I finished last year on Goodreads, but mm-hmm. my spreadsheet is already up to date. So Wow. So okay, <laughs> let me ask you this. I know we have like a lot of books to get through, but I so I just used the Book Riot log for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And I did a pretty good job. Well, okay. When I say I did a pretty good job of it, I mean I had a notes app until October and then in October put all of the books in the reading log and then I still have to add the November and December ones but wow uh but it's better than normal so but I always have like a complex because I always think I'm gonna add notes so that Mm -hmm. when people are adding or you know asking for recommendations for stuff like hey you know this kind of a main character or uh looking for bisexual rep or like whatever that I'll just be able to like go scan my notes Mm there is not a single note in any (laughs) of the notes so do you also like take notes as you are filling out the log rarely like i do i do use the notes thing but sometimes it's just like all caps who doggy or just Uh like okay my soul has been lifted or you know like sometimes it will actually blurb notes (laughs) you have like blurb notes so somebody's like hey jess can you blurb this book? It'll say, who doggy, Jessica Pride. Exactly. Excellent. That's the exact kind of notes that I would want from you. My, uh, I added a fan fiction uh, tab to mine starting a, a few years ah. ago. And that actually has real notes, like what the what it's about. Because, you know, when you read, especially if you read, like, specifically in, like, just a few fandoms, uh they all start to run together so i need yeah. i need real notes for that yeah where with books it's a little easier to distinguish which which was which and i can you know go back to goodreads if i need to i sometimes feel that way about series though too like mm-hmm. so much of a romance is series and as i talked about kind of over the last, last few months i really like a long series so mm-hmm. then i have to like make the note being like 
Okay, wait. Which one was the lady a doctor and the guy got <laughs> shot and she had to save his life? I don't... It doesn't matter. It was somewhere between three and seven of this series. So... Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about resolutions later, but maybe mine will be to do more blurb note-taking or some note-taking of any kind in mm -hmm. the reading log. Maybe... Actually, maybe my resolution will be finish the reading log from 2023 <laughs> before starting the one from 2024. There we will go. see. There you go. Uh, speaking of 2024 reading, Jess, what are you reading? I am reading The Wildest Ride by Marcella Bell. And we'll talk about how I ended up on this book later as well. Um, <laughs> but I've had it for a while and I was very excited to actually make the decision to pull it off the shelf and read it. It is a rodeo book. Um but both of the uh, people who are involved are people of color. And not only is it a rodeo book, it's like a rodeo reality TV show. And they're, they're competing. Um, so one, you've got Lil, who is... Um, who dreams of being able to do real rodeo, but so many things you can't do as a woman, like ride a bull. Um, mm -hmm. And she needs to save her family ranch. And then you've got AJ, who's retired from rodeo, and he wants to save the, like, the boys' center that he went to when he was younger and that he has been supporting since then. So they both have really good goals to win the prize money. Um, so I'm really curious to see how, how they're going to figure that all out because obviously only one of them will be able to win. Maybe neither da, da, one da. of them will win. I Maybe. don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> you will find out and then won't spoil it probably for the rest of us. But That's true. Yeah, I will find out. Uh, that sounds delightful. Um, I actually just finished a book that was, at, you know, and we'll talk about this in a, in a few minutes, but um, I have been watching a lot of the books that have been coming out as like people's favorites of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of my favorite things to watch is actually pub people who are in books, like publishers, publicists, um, editors, those kinds of folks, because obviously they are biased towards their own books that they worked on on their own labels and stuff but when they just have to pick one mm -hmm. i always want to know like what's the one mm -hmm. uh and um someone in the publishing world uh, from forever i believe it was forever let me take a quick look so i don't get that wrong uh yeah from forever picked change of plans by dylan newton which is about a woman whose brother has died and she and has left her custody of his three daughters mm -hmm. uh and she goes to take a job in a cafe she's like a upcoming up and coming chef but she goes to work in this cafe turns out that um one of the sons of the woman who owns the cafe is uh going through a bit of a hard time of his own he's um former a former marine who was injured in battle is dealing with a lot of serious ptsd um he is an amputee he's just like working through a lot of stuff uh, so they each have kind of their own things going on. So a lot of interpersonal drama. Mm -hmm. I am a sucker for a lot of things. But one of the things that I am a sucker for is a person who uproots their life to go help care for their late siblings' children. I'm sure. Uh, so, you know, it's um, really relatable content for me mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. 
So uh, it, it has it was a delight. I actually finished it. Um, it's the third book in the trilogy, and I had not read the other two books. It didn't matter. Um, there are like kids in this book that are ranging from obnoxious to, um, you know, like fun and charming. <laughs> they are obviously also struggling because they have lost their parents. Like it's just it was to me like the right balance of drama and comedy to be either the first book I read this year or the last book I read last year. I have to look and see what my dates are in my uh, reading log. But um, <laughs> Change of Plans by Dylan Newton was very lovely. So. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of books that are lovely, this is it. This is our last episode before we bring back Book Club and have the first Book Club of 2024. Ooh. As a reminder, we are reading The Princess and the Grilled Cheese Sandwich by Dea Muniz. Uh, we are recording on the 18th, so send us your notes before that um, if you've got them. Someone already has. So uh, mm -hmm. many thanks to... We actually got a, a few really lovely emails over our, our little break. Um, we are a little bit... Our recording time is a little confused today because I forgot <laughs> that we have an hour after what, five years of doing this show? I forgot that we don't live in the same time zone, so it happens there was a little bit year. of confusion. <laughs> it was, I think it was the, the, the episode off that threw me, because I did used to know that we weren't <laughs> on the same time. Well, and to be fair, we spend eight months a year on the same time zone, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. your state is weird. Yes. And then it's just four months that we're not. So anyway, all of that to say, we uh, kind of had to rush putting things together for this episode. So we're going to get into the emails next time. But many, many thanks to those of you who did um, write us notes. We have seen them and we're excited to talk about them. We're just not going to do it today. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, and before we move forward, let's talk about one of our, our favorite things here at Book Riot. 2024 is the 10th year of the Read Harder Challenge. Join us as we make our way through 24 tasks meant to expand our reading horizons and diversify our TBRs. To get book recommendations for each task, you can sign up for the new Read Harder newsletter. Well, it's not new, but if it's been a while, there's, there's a Read Harder newsletter now. We'll also keep you informed about other cool reading challenges, readathons, and more across the bookish internet. If you become a paid subscriber, you get even more recommendations plus community features where you can connect with a community of passionate, like-minded readers in a cozy and supportive corner of the internet. So check out all of the new stuff that you can do with the Read Harder Challenge, or just remember that the Read Harder Challenge is a very cool thing and remind yourself what it is. Hooray. Uh, all right. So before we get into talking about many, many books for the next half hour or so, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. From the best-selling author of The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle comes a new mystery. A fog has swept the planet, killing anyone it touched except for the island where villagers and scientists live in harmony. The villagers content to do what they're told by the scientists. But then one of the beloved scientists is found brutally stabbed to death, and they realize the security system around the island has malfunctioned and has wiped everyone's memories of exactly what happened the night before. So someone on the island is a murderer, and they don't even 
know it. Best-selling author Stuart Turton is a major voice in the mystery space, The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, and his second novel, The Devil in the Dark Water, have sold over 450,000 copies and become a TikTok phenomenon. He's received fantastic reviews from best-selling authors in major outlets. Make sure to check out his latest work, The Last Murder at the End of the World. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Penguin Team. In a world where the children of the gods inherit their powers, a descendant of the Greek fates must solve a series of impossible murders to save her sisters, her soulmate, and her city. Descendants of the fates are always born in threes. There's one to weave, one to draw, and one to cut the threads that connect people to the things they love and to life itself. And the Aura sisters are no exceptions. There is Eo, the youngest, who uses her fate-born abilities as a private investigator, but her latest job leads her to a horrific discovery. Somebody is abducting women and setting the resulting wraiths loose in the city to kill. Now, the second book in the series, Hearts That Cut, will be on sale June 18th, 2024. This is a must read for all Greek mythology and fantasy fans. This is dripping with atmosphere, edged with danger. Threads That Bind weaves together a gorgeous dark tapestry of mystery, faded romance, and modern myth. You won't be able to put this one down. And that comes from Alexandra Bracken, New York Times bestselling author of Lore. So make sure to pick up Threads That Bind by Kitsa Hatsapolu. And thanks again to Penguin Teen for sponsoring this episode. All right. So, Jess, this was actually your idea. This is a thing we haven't done a ton in the past. It was actually your idea to talk a little bit about books that we missed last year. Yes. I. There's always great things that are coming out, right? But I feel like 2023 was a particularly good year. And I'm just looking at my shelves at all of the books that I still haven't read yet that I cannot wait to get to. Um, because 2024 is the year that I read more 2023 releases. I'm making it known now. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's. I feel like it's actually really refreshing because uh, you'll be able to talk about books that are backlist, maybe not kind of as expensive. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So what in particular are some of the ones that you missed last year that you're excited to get back into? Well, the first one is a little bit of a cheat because I kind of started it and then I got distracted and never went back to it after like two chapters in. And that was Outfield Assist by Kat Geraldo, um, the follow up to Wild Pitch, which I think I talked about at least once, if not many more times on the podcast before. Um, it is the second book in a series. So, um, it sort of drops us right back into the world of these baseball players and this baseball community, but it's actually a, um, multiple partner romance between a, um, health and wellness coach someone who can't play baseball anymore and a ball player. So it's, I'm really looking forward to, uh, Kat Geraldo's, um, methods of making this just as juicy and dramatic as, um, Wild Pitch was because it was very juicy. That sounds delightful. And you did mention Wild Pitch. I should have actually put that on my list of books, although maybe it wasn't a 2023 release, but 
it should be on my TBR mm. for 2024. Yes. Um Another book on my TBR, I mentioned that um, I do take a lot of, I, I look at a lot of the best of lists uh, at the end of any year, partly because I want to judge people and see like who was smart and included the books I liked and who included books that I thought were not good. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, that's just like the fun in judging other people's choices. Um, but one of the books that I saw on a lot of people's lists is a book called Forever Your Rogue by Aaron mm-hmm. Langston. It's a historical. It has like a really lovely cover with a woman in a pink dress and there's flowers and a guy. They're, you know, clinching and whatnot. Um, but they're happy. They seem to be happy to be together. But the thing is, so it's a book about a woman who uh, is recently widowed. She wants to be able to live her own life. She was in an unhappy marriage, but she is dealing with custody issues with her children. And so she has to at least seem like she is going to be getting into a relationship with someone. And so she, you know, calls on a favor from an old friend who um, has just been, I believe, cut off by his parent, by his estate, by whoever, and Mm. needs to look like he is uh, reformed in order to get this money back from the estate, Mm. Um, which honestly is like, it's a perfectly delightful concept. It's not especially innovative. So one of the things that I'm really excited to see about this book is that I'm just interested in what it is about the way that Langston takes this kind of trope, set of tropes on, like this kind of concept on, Mm -hmm. um, because this really was on just all kinds of lists. People Mm -hmm. loved this book. It was probably the, the historical romance that I saw most consistently on best of lists of last year. And so, like I said, I, I mean, I'm in favor of all of these different tropes and concepts. I just am interested in what it is that Langston does with them that makes them new, that made this book stand out for so many people, because she's also not an author that I am super familiar with. So it's, it's not the name because sometimes that is enough to do it, frankly, that, Someone's mm-hmm. a big enough name that it can land on some lists. So I don't know. I'm wondering what made this one stand out. I'm excited to read it. I am excited as as well because that one is also on my uh, not read in 2023 list. Um, I, thank you for reminding me. Uh. <laughs> See, this is just this is just an episode for you and I to build each other's TBRs. Uh, yep, absolutely. Um, it, interestingly, I too um have been seeing a new book around that is not as frequently on these lists because it's a little bit newer um and also it's a graphic novel and um i'm i think we both are planning to read more romance graphic novels in the coming year um but yes when I saw, I, I'm going to let you talk about this in a second, but when I saw mm-hmm. the title, I was like, where do I know that from? Mm-hmm. And now I know. Yes, it is Ruined by Sarah Vaughn, Sarah Winifred Cyril, and Nikki Smith. And um, I think I've talked about Sarah Winifred Cyril in the past. Um, she did a sapphic Victorian graphic novel that I really loved that I cannot remember the name of right now. Um, but this one is a Regency romance in, in graphic novel form, uh, that involves a marriage of convenience between someone who has lost her virtue, um, in the eyes of the public, but, you know, really 
hasn't. Um, mm-hmm. And the um, the man who needs to marry a rich wife. <laughs> so sure. they get married. I mean, like you said, it's it's not a super new concept, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's played out in art um, because the imagery is going to make things very different from um, being in in two people's heads for the whole time. You know, how, how they mm-hmm. like slowly fall in love with each other is going to have to be shown in looks and actions instead of paragraphs of feelings. So um, I'm really looking forward to picking that one up um, probably relatively soon. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it will be uh, an, our next graphic novel book club book Maybe. after after Princess and the Grilled Cheese Sandwich. We'll find out. We will. Um, so the next one on my list is a book called Technically Yours. It's by Denise Williams, who mm. is uh, an author that I've read and liked a lot. Um, one of the books that uh, she's written that... I know many people have known and loved is The Fastest Way to Fall, which came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, this one just wasn't on my radar this year until I started seeing it as well pop up in, in some individual people's just lists of favorite books. It's a, about a woman who is a coder um, who works with high school students trying to teach them to code. Um, there's some kind of a workplace scandal that happens. Mm. And then she also gets reconnected with someone uh, that she had a major connection to uh, several years before. So it seems like this is a book. And again, I don't know much about it because it, it escaped me. So it looks like it was just published last month, like maybe about a month ago. So unfortunately, books that get published at the end of the year don't always get as much of a push as they should mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of publicity. So I am excited to get into it and to read it. It does seem like a book where there is workplace conflict, where um, a female main character is trying to balance her work and her career and her professionalism with the feelings that she has for another person. And that is a combination of things that can go very wrong in a way that I do not care for. Mm-hmm. But I 100% trust Denise Williams with that combination of things to handle yes. it in a way that is um, feminist and, and you know, empowering and smart, but also realistic and sexy and all of that. So um, I am very excited to check it out. Again, that's Technically Yours by Denise Williams. Awesome. Yeah, that one is also on my to-read list for this year. Um, I Excellent. I am very excited for this one because I remember both of these characters from The Fastest Way to Fall. Um, So, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, Another one, and this is the last one I'll talk about for this little section, that I'm excited to get to that, like, every time I see the cover, I'm just like, oh, I need to read that is Fly With Me by Andy Burke. Um, and it's it went kind of under the radar. I would see it and then um, not remember it and then be reminded of it again. Um, and it seems like a book that a lot of people should be talking about. You've got um, an ER nurse who doesn't like flying, but she's on this plane and somebody has a medical emergency in flight. And then her, the video goes viral. Before the video goes viral, 
um, the lady co-pilot offers to uh, give her a ride a long way home and they you know get to know each other have a pretty pretty great time and then uh Stella the co-pilot is like will you will you pretend to be my girlfriend because maybe we can like get some eyes on the two of us and um remind the people who keep passing me over for a promotion that I exist and that I'm cool um so I'm really curious how that's going to play out um and you know there's there's probably some ethics in there that I'm not sure. completely sure about but you know want to see how that's going to go but you know I love a fake relationship um so I'm I'm looking forward to to checking that one out that's uh Fly With Me by Andy Burke and just just look at the cover once you see the cover um, it'll be like, I don't care what this book is about. I need it. <laughs> yeah, not to sound like a broken record, but I might download that immediately after we stop recording because I am obsessed with in-flight emergencies. <laughs> I fly kind of a lot. And I was in a situation in 2023, just this last year, mm-hmm. where three flights in a row that I was on, they came on the intercom and like asked someone to like, who, who was a doctor to wow. help. It was, Yeah. It was wild. And I am like also terrified by it. Mm-hmm. Like because I don't want to have an in-flight emergency. I don't know. Like I said, this is a thing that I am borderline obsessed with and I will be reading this book possibly by the next time we record this podcast. So there you go. Uh yeah. There you go. Wouldn't it be funny if I get to it before you do, Jess? <laughs> yes. That would be hilarious. I love it. <laughs> uh my last one is one that I think maybe you even read and talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've heard many, many people speak very highly of Something Wild and Wonderful by Anita Kelly. And it's a book that I have been meaning to read both because um, I find Anita Kelly's books to be very charming, but also uh, it takes place on the Pacific Crest Trail. It is sort of like the outdoorsy. I don't know. It feel it has very like only one tent energy. I don't know <laughs> if that's actually a trope that exists there, but it's also like... A little bit of grumpy sunshine, which tends to work for me better when it's not a male main character who is grumpy and a female main character who is sunshine. I feel like that's a little overplayed. Mm -hmm. Um, But with, uh, you know, two main characters who are not uh, male and female, it I feel like helps a little bit. So anyway, I am very uh, excited to get into it. I don't know a ton about it, except that it is sort of outdoorsy and Pacific Cresty. Mm -hmm. um, And the cover is very charming and adorable. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to be good. I am very excited to get into it. And that's another one that maybe I will have read by the next time we talk. Cause speaking of all of the flying that I do, not <laughs> having medical emergencies so far, uh, I've got a couple of flights that I need to take between now and then. So we'll see what happens. All right. Yeah. I am excited for you. Um, as you mentioned, I, I did talk about that book um on the podcast it was one of my favorites of last year and you know I had to remind myself that it existed because I read it earlier in the year but then Mm -hmm. every time every time I had to bring it back into my mind I remembered everything that I loved about it so I hope that you do enjoy it as much as I do and I can't remember what tense or person it is in <laughs> uh Ooh, good point i feel like i've usually been okay with anita kelly but maybe not i don't know we'll see yeah 
We'll find out. Mm-hmm. I'll report back. Uh, okay. Um, all right. That is kind of our wrap up. Anything else that you want to say about 2023, Jess? Like I said, everything came out in 2023. Like there's just, there's so many books. I just hope to get through a fraction of them while also trying to keep up. Well, I won't be able to keep up with 2024, but kind of, kind of make my way through more 2024 books as well. Yeah, the only other thing I will add is that, to be honest, I didn't have a great reading year in 2023 of 2023 books. I think I must have just been reading the wrong ones or maybe Mm -hmm. my brain space just wasn't in the right place because I read a lot of backlist last year. And it was really funny to watch on the Book Riot Slack people talk about how much they loved all of the romances that came out last year because I just didn't connect with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there were many that I, I love very, very much, which we have talked about, so I'm not going to go back into it. But um, so I guess all of that to say, uh, if you didn't have that experience, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You just keep trying. Yeah. Keep trying with all of these, you know, keep trying with 2023 books or give up on 2023 books and read something else. See how it goes for you. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I'm excited by this conversation has actually made me really excited to get back into some of the 2023 books that I missed. Because um, like I said, I think I was just reading the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll find out. We will indeed. All right. Let's take a quick ad break. And as we do, we will transition ourselves into 2024. By the time we get back, we'll be in 2024. This episode is sponsored by Underlined, publishers of The Night in Question by Kathleen Glasgow and Liz Lawson. If you know me, you know I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan. I've been reading her since I was an actual child and reread her at least a few times every year. So I'm so excited that this sequel is out because it's reminding me about the original that I've been meaning to read for quite some time. And now I can read both back to back. So how do you solve a murder? You follow the lessons of the master, of course, Agatha Christie. Iris and Alice find themselves in the middle of another Castle Cove mystery in this sequel to the New York Times bestseller, The Agathas. This time, to understand the lies of the present, the Agathas will need to look to the mysteries of the past. The Night in Question is available now wherever books and audiobooks are sold. That audiobook I have my eye on, and it's narrated by Mare Dudeja, Sophie Amos, and Holly Linneman. Thank you once again to Underlined and The Night in Question by Kathleen Glasgow and Liz Lawson for sponsoring today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. Jess, here we are in 2024. 
Huzzah! We made it. Over the course of the ad break, we, we got from one year to the next. <laughs> um, sometimes on the podcast at the beginning of a year, we talk about reading resolutions. I didn't really make any except at the beginning of this podcast where I decided to finish <laughs> logging my 2023 books as my 2024 resolution. Um, but I think you did. I did. I don't I don't make like firm resolutions usually, but this is like okay, I started it a couple days early, but it was something that was like in the year 2024, this is what I'm going to do. And it came out of my um reorganizing of my TB room, um which mm. is like the it. room in which I record that has all books that I have not yet read and looking at how many contemporary romances that I have um, just from my own acquisition, from publishers sending me stuff, from being very ooh shiny in in bookstores or um, at things like Steamy LitCon. Um, and I needed a plan of action. <laughs> sure. So I just, I have done the read all of my books A to Z thing before, and I think I made it halfway through A before I gave up. So instead of that, I am going to take just my contemporary romance section, because um, the, the one that I tried before was like all of my books. And instead of starting at the beginning and making my way through the shelves, I am going to read at least one book by an author of each letter of the alphabet in order. So the first book I read this year was Annabeth Albert's Sink or Swim. And now I'm reading Marcella Bell's The Wildest Ride. Maybe I'll pick up another B author before I move on to C, or maybe I'll just try to make it through the alphabet once and then go back. Um, I made this up for myself, but if you want to join me, you're totally welcome to. I think it'll be fun and stressful, but fun. It's just such a fun idea of like how to get through, like, first of all, how to get through your TBR, but also how to pick your next book. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think like sometimes I struggle with the fact that there are like, I don't know, a thousand books between my shelves and my, you know, e-reader that I could be reading because when I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, Two ninety nine is a great price for this book, and I've been meaning to read it for seven years. So maybe mm -hmm. if I buy it today, I'll read it tomorrow. No, three years later, I still haven't read it. So I think it's just a – and there are times, and I'm sure you're in this boat too, where you're just like not quite sure what to read next. So mm -hmm. um, I think that is brilliant. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Yes, I really do need something to tell me what's, what's next, even if it's just a – the stack of C's like yes. I'll yes. take that mm -hmm. are you does it doesn't have to be it can be 2024 books right it's contemporary that's like the only yeah. limitation on like the genre or the time frame or anything like that right correct awesome correct all right well uh I'm very excited to hear how this goes I'll make a note for our December podcast to check back in on it um, <laughs> are you uh is there an anticipated book for 2024 that you want to talk about related or not to your reading challenge well the the first book that i am super excited about 
um, is a new Chancey S.E. Higgins book because it's like we finished Devon and Chris and it was like, I need more. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a book coming out in the summer. I think it's I think it's June, but it could be um, July. And it's called A Little Kissing Between Friends. Like, how great of a title is that? That would that would be my read a book you know nothing about based on the title. Yeah, the cover is also very charming. <laughs> the cover is very charming. And I do know what it's about. Um, there you have a music exec and her best friend who is um, a dancer. And they don't think about each other in a romantic way until da, 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 something happens and they start, you know thinking about each other in a more romantic and sexual way and think, well, what if we became like the type of friends who do other things too? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I cannot wait for that book. I am very excited. I will have it in, in heart in like hard copy because even if I end up getting access to an advanced reader copy tomorrow, I want that cover on my shelf. Yeah, I think that is legit. I think that is <laughs> very fair. Uh, I So one of the things that I keep hearing sort of in the ether is that um, we're probably a little bit late to this conversation and this trend, but romanticy, as it is sometimes called, or as people who mm-hmm. hate that name call it, romantic fantasy uh, novels mm-hmm. are very big right now. I think that's true. I think they tend to get categorized more as fantasy because people don't want to think of themselves as romance readers for very dumb reasons we've talked about before. That's a conversation Mm -hmm. for another time. What I have started to see is that it does seem like there is more romantic fantasy coming out from mainstream romance publishers, like people that are just willing to like fully go all in and own it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there is a book that crossed my radar called Night for Day by Rosa Lim uh, that is coming out. The nice thing about the three books that I'm going to talk to you about today are that they all come out in either January or February. So you're not waiting that long. This book sounds... (laughs) Well, and actually I checked in. Yours comes out in May, end of May. So yeah, we'll put the dates in um, the show notes. Um, But this book sounds bananas, but I think only because I don't (laughs) read that much fantasy romance so it is two people who are exes they split up they thought they were never gonna see each other again they moved to opposite sides of the country and then moved back to london which is where i guess they moved to they had moved to new york one to new york one to la and then they both go to london interview for some job that they are both apparently very capable of one of them gets it for the night shift the other gets it for the day shift but then they find that they are actually trapped in mm. either their like space or their time or something. So they can't leave each of their shifts, but they can talk to each other briefly between shifts. There is a discussion mm. of a war of the gods in the blurb for this book. I don't really understand what on earth is going on here, but I am <laughs> deeply intrigued by it. So like there's like ghosts and spirits and these two people who have a history together, which I find really compelling, uh, mm-hmm. and they're stuck, and it seems like both miserable and also like they're falling back in love. So uh, 
like I said, I don't know what's going on with this book, but it comes out February 20th. Um, I actually have a copy of it now I may read before that, uh, just because I am so confused by what might be happening, <laughs> but I'm very excited about it. And that is Night for Day by Roselle Lim. Uh, that sounds great. I, I think I, the cover looks familiar, so I must have come across it before. Um, but I don't remember knowing that much about it. And now I will definitely be putting that on my anticipated reads list. Maybe we'll when see you get if to I L. make it Maybe when, you when get to I L. get to L. There you go. Um, we'll see if I make it, like you say, but um, it's definitely on in the in the noggin. Yeah. Um, to get there. Well, I feel like you might get to your next one first, just based on author's name. <laughs> yes. Um, another one that I am very much looking forward to is Birding with Benefits by Sarah T. Dub. I will be transparent and say that Sarah and I are IRL friends um, and I, I like her as a human. She's an amazing human, but I also love her as a writer and she's an amazing writer. So I'm very much looking forward to this book. It's set in Tucson, which you don't get very often. And yeah, that it, really doesn't it, seem common, but that's cool. No. Yeah, it's a birding book set in Tucson, too. So like all kinds of things that you you don't expect to come together, but then they do. And they're probably perfect. Um, and you have two older characters um, who end up in a birding competition and they end up partnering together because they have they eat they each need something from the other as far as partnering goes um and they just they end up spending a lot of time together and getting to know each other and you know they are each sort of in that place where they don't really think that they want to be in a long-term relationship so i'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out and also, um, I'm sure it's going to be an, an amazingly written book. I I have to tell you, I did not know either that this was your pick or that you knew the author. And I feel like I've been getting emails about this book. And I don't I haven't opened very many emails at all in the last month, uh, which mm -hmm. is another reason why we are bumping our emails to next week. Um, but I this one caught my eye because like you said. How many books are there about birding in mm -hmm. romance? And there are so mm -hmm. many puns. Oh, the potential for puns, Jess. <laughs> Lovebirds comes to mind. I, yes. I feel like there's a lot more there, but that's all I have right now. <laughs> I can't think of any, but I'm sure that there can be. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I interrupted you. Is there anything else you want to say about that one? Um, no, I'm very excited for it. I can't wait to pick it up. I actually have an arc because... Sarah and I are IRL friends and sure. she gave me one. Um, so I might get to this one when I get to the D's. And I just took a quick look. It comes out June 4th. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate of course. it. Uh, so my next one is interesting to me because it comes out February 13th. It's called The Spy and I by Tiana Smith. I don't know very much about it at all, but people who are in romance people who are authors people who are industry professionals people mostly authors frankly have been talking about this book for like six or eight months 
which Mm -hmm. doesn't usually happen. I mean, people will get excited about their sort of author colleagues or, you know, author friends books when they come out, but it is not common for uh, for me to see many, I mean, I've seen at least, I would say like half a dozen different authors mm-hmm. post about how much they loved this book. It is a um, spy book, as you might be able to guess by the name, The Spy and I. Um, <laughs> so Dove is a cybersecurity analyst, and it turns out that uh, there is some sort of like crazy mission that she gets roped into. There are trained assassins. I'm not even 100% sure how the other main character fits into this. Um, <laughs> I will be honest, but I am very excited about it, both because other people are so excited about it, but also because I think, as we maybe have talked about over the course of the last year or so, Jess, I feel like this is another book that shows that we are getting more into kind of an adventure part of romance, because this feels mm-hmm. like it goes beyond just romantic suspense, right? It feels like yeah. this is now moving into sort of... Um, like fun chaotic adventure romance and Mm -hmm. i am very much here for that i support that yeah i i am also looking forward to that one because i love an adventure romance um and i am excited that it seems to be something that's going to be um ramping up yeah through this year just from some of the hints that we get as um industry professionals indeed well and i think you know we saw um alicia rye had a book like this a year and a half ago christina lauren put mm-hmm. one out uh you talked i think on our last episode maybe about raiders of the lost heart um which mm-hmm. just came out again another book that i wish had gotten more of a push but i think came out late in 2023 um yep. so yeah i think uh hopefully this one is is part of that and like i said it comes out uh february 13th and I have one more that comes out in the summer. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. They can read my books first and then yours. Yeah. Um, and it is The Truth According to Ember by Danica Nava. Uh, it comes out in August. And this is the first book by an indigenous author with two indigenous characters to be released by one of the major publishing imprints. Which is astonishing. It is. Like, Robin has been publishing Mm -hmm. um, with Harlequin, and we've got a few people, like one of of the... um, uh, Danny Trujillo, who kind of, like, got just edged out of my list, um, self-publishes. We've got what pamela sanderson mm-hmm. but this is the first one with a big publisher um so that in itself you know got my eyes on it and then it just sounds like a mess of a story in the best way um the main character ember has been having trouble getting a job so she uh, changes her ethnicity in her applications to white and ends up getting getting an accountant job so she's passing at work but meets this really great um indigenous it guy at her job and there's a, like no fraternization rule for people at work i don't know 
why they do that anymore but anyway um and the two of them have to figure out if they want to date in secret and uh, you know will that affect both of their careers is her the fact that she's basically passing as white at work um going to affect their relationship like i'm really looking forward to seeing how all of this sort of grinds together into a really great uh story of both like personal advancements and growth and the romantic story because you know i love those indeed yeah this one was actually gonna be on my list until i saw it was on yours and so uh which was good sorry bud no no, that's okay i had too many books already so i was just glad (laughs) someone was talking about it um and i think that one comes out august 6th so Mm -hmm. like i said everybody uh pre-order for yourself why not you deserve a gift in august it's gonna be great um the last one i'm gonna talk about the great news about this one is that if you are listening to this on monday comes out tomorrow so be excited january 9th it is a book uh called don't want you like a best friend it is by emma r alban i think this might be a debut i am not a hundred percent sure just looking really quickly at emma's page on goodreads um i think this might be a, a debut book which i i am not familiar with emma r alban's work and so um i'm excited to have i don't even know how i came across this one probably some kind of social media post or email or something um Mm. but the way it's described jess is as a lesbian bridgerton slash parent trap book which (laughs) i think is delightful it's uh about two debutantes who are not that interested in finding husbands for reasons uh that i'm guessing become apparent throughout the course of this book (laughs) and so instead they decide to set up their parents um Mm. which i think is really charming i feel like there are not a lot of they're not nearly enough parent setup books and i hope that this means that there is also kind of like a secondary romance among maybe a couple of older characters um Mm -hmm. and just like the degree of sort of like shenanigans that i think must be happening in this book i am just delighted i'm delighted to just imagine the shenanigans um shenanigans right um the cover is really beautiful it is uh two um women in beautiful ball gowns holding hands sort of secretly i really like it um Mm -hmm. so i am just really excited about this one i am glad to have stumbled across it and i am excited to read it you know some maybe sometime the next week or two because here Mm. we are here we are I've I've got a copy of that just sort of hanging out. So, <laughs> excellent. Maybe. Oh, you already did A though. Well, that's just contemporary though. Oh, I can do what true. I want in the other categories. So I already forgot the we'll rules. See. You talked about them five minutes ago, and I'd already forgot. <laughs> um, all right. Is there? Those are our books that we are excited about this year, both from last year that we missed and from this year that we are still getting to. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, Jess, that uh, that we missed that you want to talk about? You know, you said shenanigans, and I wanted to just put it out there as a public service announcement that if people are going to movie theaters and have not yet seen anyone but you. Oh, that's me. I haven't seen that. It is a much do about nothing retelling. Oh. And it is very good. None of the ads mentioned anything about much ado about nothing. I don't think the people who create these things understand their core audience. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. is Midsummer Night's is... Dream can suck it. Much ado about nothing is definitely the better comedy. <laughs> yes, it is. 
I support this. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there and, you know, warning for bad language and lots of nudity, but, um, it's, it was delightful. I thought it was hilarious and well-made and really worked as a rom-com, like an actual rom-com. I was smiling the whole time. So if you're looking for some joy in film form, I recommend it. That sounds delightful. I will just say very briefly that we might be doing a Greek mythology retelling episode in 2024 because I've been watching Percy Jackson and the Olympians and am mm. delighted by it. So that's where I've been finding my joy. Although they're only releasing them a week at a time, which is fine. I get it. But also I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> I love how we're all dealing with going back to regular I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, but there's also like only eight episodes. So there's only uh, whatever. It's fine. We are over time. We will talk about it another time. But okay. speaking okay. of our own personal shenanigans, a huge thanks, as always, to our wonderful audio editor, Caitlin Brame. Uh, please read um, Princess and the Grilled Cheese Sandwich and let you know. Let us know what you thought of it. Let us know mm-hmm. uh, what your reflections are, how you feel about Because it is both our first graphic novel that we have done and also our first that is maybe a little bit more in the YA category. So uh, mm-hmm. we're interested in what you think about all of that. You can find us here in 2024 on the When in Romance email, whenandromance at bookriot.com. You can find me at Trisha Haley Brown on Instagram mostly, but a little bit on Blue Sky. Jess, where are you these days? I am on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore reading and on Exeter and um blue sky at Jess is reading all one word and i'm also over on the clock at uh jess underscore is reading all right uh i think that's it please rate and review the podcast it helps other folks find us thank you as always for listening what i am trying to take the beginning of a year to be grateful for things and uh, one of the things i'm grateful for is that i get to talk to you about these books every couple of weeks jess it's a delight It is. I am also grateful for that. It is wonderful to be able to do this and talk to everybody else out there listening and to get feedback when you can, because we all we also love knowing that we're not just talking into the void. Um, So happy new year. Welcome to 2024 and happy reading. 